0: Welcome to Conversations from the Edge of Consciousness. I'm your host, Christine Madeira. For me, and possibly for you, the inner world of consciousness has always been much more real and way more fun than the so-called real material world. Growing up, I thought I was alone in this, but I'm not. There are a lot of us, and far too many have no one to talk to who shares this experience. I've been lucky to cultivate a community of friends who love to talk about the energies, ideas, and vibrations that are pushing the edges of our own consciousness, as well as our collective consciousness. In Conversations from the Edge, we share our conversations with you. Welcome to Conversations from the Edge. This is your host, Christine Madera, and I am here today with Amy Dempster. And Amy is somebody who is really in tune with the earth and the healing powers of the earth and also helps people learn to communicate with nature and share their unique healing gifts with the earth and through the earth. So she has her Earth Tenders Academy that she helps people do that with. She has a really cool podcast called The Earth Keepers. And we're going to talk about something today that I have actually never heard of before. So um, it has to do with the earth. So it'll be great. So Amy, thank you for being here. So nice to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So is there anything that you would like people to know today that I have not um, talked about Oh Well, I, um, as you
1: mentioned, have a very uh, deep connection with the earth and actually live in Northwest Montana, just outside of mm. Glacier National Park. And Beautiful. on um, the five acres here where I live, um, a series of seven portals have opened on the land as I've worked on it the last Um, few years. So there's a lot of fun activity that's always seems to be going on here that um, that I oftentimes share about.
0: (laughs) Well that's cool. So actually before we get into our topic I'm going to ask you like what is a portal and what do you do with them?
1: Yeah so you know a portal is a tube of energy for lack of a better term and you know oftentimes the terms portals and vortexes get used together and Mm -hmm. so I always say the vortex is like the highway and the portal is the exit so uh the portal is kind of the door that um you can come and go through and so really um ourselves with our own consciousness or uh, other beings anywhere in the universe can uh, travel through portals shifting through time and space um, to go visit other other places that that they might want to and so so long as they're a their frequency is a match with the frequency of uh kind of that portal door they can come in
0: (laughs) so where do the portals on your lands bring in, bring energy into or lead to.
1: So it's really interesting when, and it actually totally connects with, with our topic <laughs> of the day. Um, um, but uh, when they first opened, each one was uh, connected to kind of a a different group of beings, and Ooh. so they each kind of stepped forward and and initially said, you know, this is this is our portal, this is our energy. Um, but the purpose of opening multiple um, portals in this one area was so that they could begin sharing information and um, using each other's uh, portals. Basically, so it's uh, it it was really. Um, I keep saying, you know, it's like the UN around,
0: <laughs> around yeah, here. so they were you know? they were using the portals to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah, and, and not, to come in and a go good up way. Up I don't mean crazy planes. bad, but
1: yeah, but, oh <laughs> no, my no, gosh, no, it great. is. It really, uh, trust me, it was a brain bender for myself for <laughs> a while. <laughs> figured it all out and and now oftentimes you know it's been a couple of years and the energy is pretty um pretty set and mellow and so a lot of times um I just say they don't even need me they're they're doing whatever you know ninth dimensional stuff they're
0: doing (laughs) oh how cool
1: (laughs) They're, they're not worried about me. So um, but it was really a matter of doing the work and making a safe place um, mm-hmm. on the land uh, an energetic vibration that, that really allowed this to happen. And so um, I guess you could say it's, it's kind of my job just to um, hold that safe container and that, mm-hmm. that safe place here.
0: Well, excellent. It sounds like you're doing a wonderful job with that. And you, we had a topic today, and I had never heard this before, and you're right, it goes right along with this, is that you talk about the Earth's living library and and, and what that is and how to access that. So I'm just going like, to ask you to explain what this is, because this is totally new information for me.
1: Yeah, so this concept actually comes from uh, Barbara Marciniak's channeled book. It's actually from, I think, the early 90s, uh, and it's called Earth. It is mm-hmm. a Pleiadian channeling, and I joke that this book is a portal itself because (laughs) I swear to you, the information changes or it's different when I read it. And I think more than anything, you know, I'm the one that's changing. I'm the one Mm -hmm. that, that my consciousness has shifted. And so now I, I will open the book and see something that for sure must have been there all along, (laughs) uh, but I didn't, I either didn't grasp it or I skipped over it and suddenly, you know, I get it. And so Mm -hmm. I had definitely seen the, and read the information about the Living Library, but it took a while and it took really doing some of this work with the land before I uh, truly understood how it all works together. But Basically, in the book, uh, the Pleiadians kind of uh, called it like a potluck, right? So all of these Mm -hmm. different civilizations out in the universe um, got together and contributed uh, their knowledge, their information um, into a series of libraries. And then the libraries were distributed in all kinds of different places. And it's not a physical thing per se. It is mm-hmm. an interdimensional uh, series of light codes that are held in every bit of everything on the earth. So a grain of sand, you know, a rock, a tree, every everything on the earth is holding these codes and holding this, this information. You know, for a very, very long time, the earth was really kind of um, had an energetic fence around it, for lack of a better term, really, it was kind Mm -hmm. of separated off from much of the rest of the universe. And the information here hasn't been available, and hasn't been accessible to um, beings who aren't here. And so as our consciousness has raised as the ascension process is continuing, as our formerly called junk DNA
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) is turning on,
1: and yeah, and, and able to receive new information mm-hmm. and new codes. This information is opening up to not only to us, but also to other parts of, um, of, of the universe again. And so um, really you can kind of think of it like the Akashic records of, mm-hmm. you know, all uh, just a record of, of everything that, um, that is available here on here on Earth and it's useful information um, not only to ourselves but to other beings and it really is a it's a co-created thing to I guess you could say check out a library book or open the library door and uh, a human is the library card and so it takes us really connecting with the earth um, and connecting in this way to have information released to us and if there is another being who would like this access to this information, they have to come in and, and partner with us and work with us to um,
0: unlock that information as well. So that's so the big picture. <laughs> it just still blows my mind. I mean, it's great. And it makes perfect sense. Because if you think about the Akashic record, if it's, the, if it's your, you go into your Akashic record for your record of your whole existence as a, as a soul or whatever you want to call it, like it would mm-hmm. make sense that the earth would have something like that too about the earth so is is the information available in the living library kind of like how earth works is it the history of the earth is it the trajectory of the earth like like what kind of information is in there that either humans like us would be interested in accessing or beings from other places be interested in accessing Yeah, I mean, it's well, and of course,
1: I've barely (laughs) scratched the surface of of my own experiences and knowing what all is available. But, you know, if you think about things and and this kind of even takes us to the idea of time a little bit um, Mm -hmm. in that you know, if we, if we can step out of the linear idea of time and really see it in a multi dimensional way and that, you know, all of these things, all the dimensions, all time, all everything is happening simultaneously, Mm -hmm. then we can kind of tap into that energy to bring different things that we might need into this time. And so maybe it's a technology that will provide clean fuel or, you Mm -hmm. know, wireless that doesn't need a tower, (laughs) you know, uh, whatever the case, something that we might just think of as a, as an actual technology. Um, but also in all of the different ways that, you know, our bodies work, that the earth works, that sometimes you hear it referred to as say ancient future technology, right? Things that Mm -hmm. maybe, uh, the Egyptians were doing that's now been, we think maybe lost to us, but Mm -hmm. the information is still there and it's still accessible and it's really like a frequency match and to, to kind of unlock the information. And so when you're vibrating at that, that right frequency, then that information opens to you. And I always think of it as, you know, if you have a special place in nature that you love to visit and you Mm -hmm. go there over and over and over again, and then all of a sudden one day you're there and you get this whole download, you know, this whole, Mm a bunch of information kind of comes to you from out of nowhere. It really is like you've, you've come to a place where you either match the frequency of the information to be unlocked to you, or it was put there, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of in the right place at the right time to be available to you when you needed it.
0: Okay, that makes sense to me. And so how would especially if you had no idea that this existed, how, what would you do to create a vibrational frequency that could access the living library? And how do you access it? What do you do when you're there? And how does that work?
1: Yeah. And I mean, whatever frequency you're at there, I'm there's information available to you. It's just that different, you know, information may be available at at different frequencies. And Mm -hmm. so You know, it really can be as simple as just when you're out in nature and, you know, taking a walk, really slowing yourself down and being connected with this place and then just consciously asking, you know, that, that you'd like the information in the living library in this place to be open to you, to be um, released to you. And then just wait and see, you know, are, are there things that um, kind of drop in or that um, occur to you or what information might flow through? It may not be as simple as hearing a message or channeling yeah. a message, but it might also be. And then, you know, some of the other things are really to interact with a place in a different kind of way or with different frequencies. So you can try things like sitting on the earth and toning, you know, sending your tone down into the earth and bringing it back up into your body, Um, playing a singing bowl, um, you know, all kinds of different things that emit frequencies um, Mm -hmm. into a place and then will unlock things for you it's really, you'll be really surprised <laughs> what might come through when you do that.
0: And I think, you know, there's something that you said in there that I just want to kind of bring to the surface because it's true that whatever we're vibrationally matched to is the level of information that we're getting. And to really remind people that having, having a different experience can require a different vibrational approach to something. So if you're going and you're trying to access, like say you've got you've got an illness and you're trying to figure out how to heal that illness, if you're coming to that library from the level of having the illness, then you're gonna get specific information at that level. But if you come to that library, like with the, the assumption that that illness is healed and what contributes to that, then I think you would get a whole different level of information because in my experience, information is impersonal and it doesn't like try to figure out what your deeper intention is. It's been really apparent to me how, how much attention you need to pay to what you're bringing to the request for information because we tend to think of like, I'm in this now and I want this outcome. So mm-hmm. I'm coming with what I'm at now and I want this particular outcome, but we're not coming from the outcome. So if you want that outcome, you actually have to come from that outcome in order to get information about that outcome, if that makes sense.
1: It totally makes sense. And it, and it, it aligns really back with time and timelines in the sense of, you know, there's, there's all of these different versions of ourselves already existing. So, mm-hmm. you know, that perfect and, and healed, um, version of yourself exists but you have to step into that place and we yes. this is not something that our brains and ourselves <laughs> are accustomed to really truly believing and feeling into um, because we haven't been told that it's possible or we're told that um, you know those are the miracle healings right and it's really mm-hmm. just you just shifted to that to that timeline but you're right it, it's when the focus is on you um, on sickness, then that, that is the frequency. And that is the vibration that you're at. And, and, you know, I'm not going to say that it's, you know, it's an easy task when we, it's not something we've done before, but, um, it's definitely where we're shifting to and where we're going. And so you're right, like feeling into that, feeling into that vibration and feeling into that frequency of, um, perfect health, um, is going to, um, yeah, put you in a different place than I am sick help
0: me, Mm -hmm.
1: which will also send help, (laughs) but it may not be in the same way, you know? Yeah. Right.
0: So, you know, when you talk about timelines and that's a new concept for a lot of people, but in my experience, trying to imagine the outcome that you want as something in a different timeline rather than the time, then um, further down the timeline that you're in can be easier. It's kind of like this, you know, mental exercise because we tend to have so much attachment to where we are and how we get to this other place. And it involves work and it involves this, and it involves effort and it involves, you know, all these different things. But when you can just imagine, oh, I'm shifting to a timeline where I am healed. It doesn't have to be in the future. I can shift to a timeline where I'm healed right this moment in that timeline. And it kind of depersonalizes right. it. And I, you know, the last conversation we had, I talked about this as well, about the depersonalization of things. And it's really coming through to me about how much we artificially personalize things that keep us stuck. Where if we can begin to get some distance and depersonalize things so that it's like, oh, yes, I'm simply shifting timelines. It's not personal to me. All of this is available to me because everything is available to me. But I can just shift that timeline and be in that resonance without the all the thoughts of what I need to do in this timeline to get to the outcome that I want. Now, it's easier said than done sometimes, but it's easier, I think, to do that than <laughs> it is to try to construct in your own timeline oh okay the doctor says it's going to take me six months of chemotherapy to heal so i should be thinking about a year from now you know exactly. how feeling good and then you've got all of these all of these little things that the energy has to move through we opposed supposed to moving to another timeline where i am healed and how do i just become that timeline and allow that process to take place and do what i need to do like things will come up that you need to do. I and mean, maybe you do traditional chemotherapy or something if you've got cancer, or maybe you've got more of a spontaneous movement or you do more of an alternative thing. If you're listening to what your body is saying about how to get there, you know, you'll know you get the information to get there the, the best way for you. It's interesting too, because you're right. Some things
1: might come up and there might be... Um there might be beliefs that need to be shifted in order to Mm -hmm. get there. And, and so, and so some of that is, um, can be done through that focusing on that other timeline. And then you can feel them coming up, (laughs) feel Mm -hmm. them coming, coming through your body. But, but you're right. If you say, well, this takes a minimum of six months to heal, because that's what the doctor said, you know, the universe, um, honors our beliefs and honors (laughs) our belief systems. And, you know, we, we sometimes we get focused on well, the universe uh, honors my free will, which is true, but also your beliefs. And so Mm -hmm. if you start looking around at your life and saying, what beliefs contributed to this, you know, what, what belief do I have about myself um, that this is the house that I live in? What belief do I have in myself that this is, you know, how I earn money, whatever, Mm -hmm. you fill in the blank for for any mm-hmm. subject but you can start seeing where those beliefs are and certainly in shifting timelines you may come up against some beliefs that will show that'll show themselves and you'll say you mm-hmm. can't get to that timeline while holding this belief so you which way do you want it yeah, <laughs> do you, want, absolutely. Uh, you know do you want to hold the belief or do you want to really believe that you can make this shift and and that's the biggest thing about you know realizing how malleable our entire world uh, yes. really is and how full of you know energy and how not so solid we really are is that all of these things are possible, but gosh, we got to get rid of those beliefs that they
0: aren't. And that's, that's the tricky part sometimes. Well, yeah, because there is a period of discomfort, even if you're shifting, even if you have a spontaneous healing, like you're sick, you imagine this other place where you're well, and you bring that energy in and you move to that place of wellness quickly. You can't move to that place of wellness from the place of being sick without a purging of the things that are in the way. And so that's uncomfortable, whether it's a physical purge uh, or it's an emotional purge or it's a mental purge, you know, all those things that need to be different, unless you spontaneously become that person, you take it on, which happens. You know people have these activations or these experiences where they have this truly cellular change but they're allowing that to happen and mostly they've they've come Mm -hmm. to the awareness that 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 can happen most people that's not part of how we learn how time and change works but when you come to that awareness (laughs) that can happen but even when it does, like you're a different person in that new state and you can't be attached to who you were in the old state because that can't come with you. So, but for most people, there's a period of discomfort it's between true. the two. And until you can become comfortable with that discomfort can, or allow that shift um, in one way or another, like holding on to that new timeline mm-hmm. isn't going to be a permanent state.
1: Yeah, you know, I think about it in the terms of, um, say, religious services with the mm-hmm. um, whatever, whatever the process is where these miracle healings happen. Right, somebody stands up out of a wheelchair that they've been in for twenty mm-hmm. years, or or whatever the case may be. And some of those people go home and that's it, it's done. They, they walk again mm-hmm. and it's all over and other people come back and say, as soon as I went home, I couldn't walk anymore. And so this all yeah. must have been, you know, made up for a scam somehow. Yeah. And what you realize if, if you, especially if you, you know, watch footage of this is that you see not only, you know, is in this moment. Is this person believing that they can stand up, <laughs> you know, and they can mm-hmm. they can get out of the chair? But they're surrounded by all of these other people that believe the exact same thing. You're in this bubble yes. where um, the rules have changed, mm-hmm. and and everyone believes it, and so it is true. And that's you know, and, and but you're right. Can you hold on to that, and can you really go forward in your life believing that's a permanent shift? Or do you go back to saying that it can't be real? It can't. That, that's yeah. impossible. And and so you see, you can completely see it play
0: out in that way. Well, yeah, because because when you make that change, like it's not just you that's changed; your world has changed.
1: Right. And Everybody so, around you
0: believes the same thing. <laughs> right, and 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 that's a hard like reality shift to be in that because sometimes there's a little bit of wiggle room with that too like you might totally make be in that new change but the people around you still might be in that old pattern until you show up right. as that healed person and they can adjust oh yeah okay then then your whole world readjusts around that but you know it, it doesn't you can't do it in isolation because everything has to change it's not the one thing yeah and <laughs> (laughs) So as we were talking about that, the other thing, and then we'll get back to the Living Library for a moment, but that I want to put out there for people, because there's all of this belief right now, you know, about climate change, about all of these things that we're doing to the earth, that we're doing to ourselves, that are happening, but that earth has these amazing timelines as well. And I would imagine the living library has all of these different timelines. And that one of the things that we can think about as people who care about the earth is how can we imagine that we are operating in a, in a place in earth where one humans are honoring the earth and not destroying the climate, but also where the systems to hold that kind of new dynamic homeostasis are more in place than where they are now. And so instead of like all these, this is all the legislation we need about the earth. This is all of this other stuff. If we imagine this other state, then a lot of those things will spontaneously happen. And you can actually see them spontaneously happening where companies are changing their their points of view where different things were, were, what was it? Um, There's a a new, um, not an amoeba, but something along those lines that's eating plastic. And it just sort of came out of nowhere. Oh, well, what do you know? Oh, they can yeah. eat and digest plastic. There's right. all these things that can happen that, that we don't have we to do <laughs> if we begin to imagine that those things have right. happened and align ourselves to that way of being. And so I want to put that out there for people because yeah. everything is alive. You know, we're not on a planet that we have to caretake um, as the only caretakers, it's alive it has its own processes and things. It has its own living intelligence. It created in one form or another, whatever this is, amoebas or whatever, I don't know what it is exactly, that eats plastic as its own path for self, you know, preservation and healing. And when we begin to partner with the possibility of all of that, we can really participate in not only our own um, ascension in our own living library, for lack of a better term, for, for ourselves, our own Akashic libraries, but we can actually shift where we are in the living library of earth, in my point of view. In my view.
1: Yes. I love that. I love everything about that. <laughs> and my brain goes down, down kind of the same, the same rabbit hole. Right. And yeah. and I've experimented with this because, um, because I'm curious about that too. And I think it's also the, another example of how, um, sometimes things are simpler than, mm-hmm. than we want them to be, you know, we want to sit here and say, well, it's, it's impossible to do that. Well, right. no, it's not. It's the same thing. The earth can absolutely shift timelines and, and is,
0: <laughs> um, is,
1: yeah. and, And, you know, I, it's interesting to me too, you know, there's kind of this general idea that's been around a long time about, um, well, if the earth doesn't like what we're doing, she can just kill us all. And I mean, sure, (laughs) that's, you know, that's a possibility, but the reality is, is that humans are an integral part of the ecosystem of the earth. We are Mm -hmm. needed here we haven't been behaving that way. And we certainly have done a real good job of, you know, mucking up what we, what we have here, Mm -hmm. but this is why our own personal healing is so important because, you know, when we stop being numb to the earth and we stop being numb to the environment and we actually engage and, you know, reconnect in this way and we do our own healing, we cannot help, but, um, you know, participate with the earth. Like It's not, we don't have to fix it, but it will um, spontaneously uh, arrive at its own, um, its own healing at its own, uh, own timelines. And what's interesting and a little experiment that I did last year was um, the land that I live on here has been logged. uh, I don't know how long ago, maybe 30 Mm -hmm. years ago. And so the forest itself has regrown, but it's, uh, as we probably know, it just because of the forest has regrown, doesn't make it the original ecosystem and many things are lost um, when Mm -hmm. that happens. And so I tuned into the, the energy, the spirits of the land here where I live and asked you know, is it possible to uh, bring the land here back into balance or back into a timeline where Mm -hmm. um, the original ecosystem, if it can, if it's still possible, even in our current climate and and whatnot, was told, yes, you, you can do that. And so what's been really interesting, because, you know, I think, again, we have this idea of Um, like I'm going to wave a magic wand and it will be different. And, you Mm -hmm. know, it's still a process and, you know, just like our healing would be. So, so is the earth's, but what's really interesting is that, um, a couple of months after I, you know, kind of worked with the timelines and, uh, here on the land, Two flowers, very ephemeral, very uh, unusual flowers, I found blooming, um, actually together in one particular spot that I was just stunned when I saw because <laughs> I've
0: wow. never
1: seen them here before. They're definitely connected to more of an original forest ecosystem than than what's been here. And to me, it was just really that example of, yes, it can shift. Yes, we can um, work with this energy, but again, you know, do you, do you believe it's possible? And, um, you know, are we in a place collectively as humanity to believe that we can choose differently and do, um, do this differently than we've been doing?
0: Yes. And I love the story about the flowers. That's amazing. And I want to offer people a, um, a way they can play with this themselves using one of the impersonal processes of, like you know, our our inner personality, technology, or you know, whatever um, identity complex, whatever you want to call it. One of the things that we do to continue to prove that the illusion we believe about ourselves and the world is true is we we look for confirmation bias. So we are always scanning mm. for things that confirm what we already believe. Right. We see that a lot in you know, totally. social media, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But if you want to make a shift, whether it's your own shift, you know, with, with health or something else or with the planet, if you begin to, you know, cultivate that or, or move into that other timeline about where things have healed themselves and begun to heal themselves or, or being in a state of health or whatever it is that you're looking for and ask that you find and see the things that confirm that for you. And that's how I discovered about the plastic eating, whatever it is. And a few other things out there that were like, oh my gosh, like that really confirmed to me that, that what I really wanted to believe about the earth having an ability to heal itself outside of us were, were actually happening. And so you can use that function in your brain and the way that you're built to begin to look at your world and yourself in a different way and confirm the new timelines, the new experiences that you want to have out there. So I just wanted to offer that to people because it is a way to kind of mess with your own head in a positive way
1: it's really fun when you start kind of playing with these ideas because you'll, and you'll (laughs) see exactly that. Like, oh, it really is reflecting my beliefs back to me. It It really does honor my beliefs. I can just pick new beliefs. (laughs) I really, really seen that myself in that, you know, in some ways we're each. Each and every one of us are just living in our own timeline and our own Mm -hmm. experience. And so you can have what you want (laughs) in your, um, I say in your box, you know, you, you have your box around you and you can put the things in that you want and you take the things out. And again, sometimes those are hard for us to put our brain around. Like, can I really just ignore this thing that everybody else believes? But if, if you want to, you can. Yeah.
0: And it operates like the Facebook algorithm that whatever you pay attention to, whatever you like and click totally. and spend time looking at is what you get more of. So if you think you want something yeah. else, but you continue to pay attention to the old stuff, you're gonna get more old stuff. It doesn't anticipate, oh, I think she wants to do this. It's not personal. Now, I think this person wants, wants this, so I'm gonna figure out how to get this to them. It's more like, you know, oh, this is how the, what they're demonstrating that they want, so we'll get more of that. So if you really want to experience something different, you need to begin to shift your attention to that new thing and let go of the old patterns or you're just going to get more old patterns because you can't want something without beginning to focus who you are and your whole attention on that new thing. Cause it won't come to you um, simply because, you know, you, you have this passing thought that you'd like this.
1: Yeah. 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 And that's why I love to just believe in the magic of the yeah. earth <laughs> and the magic of our lives here on earth. And then see what see where that's reflected back to me because I see it all the time.
0: It really is a glorious time to be alive here. It is. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it is. So thank you, Amy. It's been a really fun conversation and I'm looking forward to our next one as well. But do you have anything that you or do you want to share your links or is there any last thing that you want to share with people before we sign off?
1: Yeah, if, uh, if you would like to find me uh, out on the internet, I have my website is called Following Hawks, just like the bird. And I'm at followinghawks.com. My Instagram is followinghawks. And my podcast is The Earth Keepers Podcast, which you can also find links to on my website.
0: All right, terrific. Well, thank you so much for being here. And um, thanks for a great conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is your host, Christine Madeira. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation from the edge of consciousness. You can find all our conversations at conversationsfromtheedge.net. You'll also find links to schedule a private conversation with me or any of my friends, as well as tools to help you expand your own consciousness and explore what's possible for you outside the boundaries of your current perceptions. Feel free to use this podcast to start your own conversation By sharing it with friends, on social media, in your blog, or even in your own podcast. And as always, live the adventure of pushing your own edge. It's the most amazing adventure there is.